Chapter 1, Where Everybody Knows Your Name Warren I arrived at NBC in December 1979, hired by Brandon Tartikoff to work in the comedy department. I was manager of comedy development, the junior member of the department. Brandon was a newly minted vice president of development at the network, which was mired in last place. I was 27 years old, and though I had watched a lot of it, I knew next to nothing about network television. Brandon, my boss, was all of 30. In what was just a three-way race for audience, there'd be no Fox broadcasting until 1987, NBC was jokingly derided as number four. CBS had ten comedies on its schedule, including MASH, WKRP in Cincinnati, The Jeffersons, Alice, and One Day at a Time. ABC could boast 14 sitcoms, among them Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Barney Miller, Soap, Taxi, and Three's Company. At NBC, we had Different Strokes and Hello, Larry. In terms of general viewership, CBS led the way with about 16 million households. ABC was a close second with 15 million. NBC lagged well behind at 12 million. For the 1980 season, Little House on the Prairie was our top-rated show at 16th. We placed only four shows in the top 30. There was nowhere to go but up. Worse still, NBC's head of programming at the time was a man named Paul Klein. He had a background in audience research and had come up with the strategy of LOP, which stood for Least Objectionable Programming. I'm not kidding. The object was to piss off as few viewers as possible. The network product line was largely geared toward big events, so we became the Big Event Network. A TV critic once asked Paul Klein, how do you know when you've got a big event? Klein said, we sit around a table and people throw out ideas and somebody says, that's a big event, and that's when we know. It was an insane form of programming, expensive and not in the least bit habit-forming. NBC had essentially abandoned weekly series as the spine of the network. As a remedy, the legendary Fred Silverman had been brought over from ABC to turn things around. Fred didn't waste a lot of time in making Brandon the new head of the entertainment division. I hoped that would also be good for me. By then, Fred had already enjoyed remarkable success at the other two networks. A Time magazine cover piece on Silverman had called him the man with a golden gut. NBC was in desperate need of a programming miracle, so maybe a golden gut would do. My first encounter with Fred was pretty alarming for me. It took place in a conference room on the second floor at NBC in Burbank. We were meeting to review the current development slate. Fred wasn't very happy. In fact, he was screaming that it was impossible to turn NBC around if deals couldn't be made faster. Fred shifted in his chair, looked at me, and shrieked, Why haven't you closed any of those deals yet? I experienced major shrinkage and couldn't get any words out. Finally, my boss jumped in and said, Fred, this is Warren. He's the new guy in comedy development. Oh, Fred said, where the fuck is the business affairs guy? My only words to the legendary Fred Silverman that day were, don't know, not me. We were so desperate for quality programming that we had to waive a series commitment at Les and Glenn Charles and Jimmy Burroughs. The trio had never created a show, but they had worked on more than a few iconic programs, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Phyllis, The Bob Newhart Show, and Taxi. 
we guaranteed them 13 episodes on the air just to lure them to pitch us. Nobody wanted to be on NBC. To get Jimmy and the Charles Brothers, we knew we'd have to overpromise and overpay, and boy, did we. That's a pitch meeting I'll never forget. Over breakfast, Brandon Tartikoff, Michael Zinberg, and I first got wind of what would become Cheers. Jim Burroughs Cheers was pitched as a Miller Lite commercial. Those commercials with the jocks, Marv, Throneberry, and all that. We had an athletic leading man. Sam Malone originally was a wide receiver. That's how we pitched it. NBC made a deal for us. Two for one. They had to put one on the air. We had to write two. The pitch wasn't too difficult. Since the three of us had run taxi for about three years, we knew what we were doing and NBC knew it. It's not like today where they hire kids who've never run a show based on one script. 